now tuned in to the cold hard truth Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmarlroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. bit of other things that are out there again i still can't believe like donda i'm not gonna believe it until it comes out on the 20th but there you go all right big news i have some important news for you interesting news it's blake and Aaron spilling the tea with sandy hey man news headlines of the day from cmr morning sandy morning good morning how are you i'm shaking how are you guys doing we're shaking moving and, bacon. and shaking yeah shaking and bacon shaking bacon <laughs> 
watching the storms. Wait, and- is today your birthday yes. or is it tomorrow? It's tomorrow. Tomorrow's your birthday. All right, we're going to leave the, the, the happy birthday, birthday sign up. Birthday sign up. Yes. Why okay. not? There, this, this, there we go. That. Yeah, leave it up for the whole month because I feel like there are so many people that have a birthday this month. There yeah. you go. I'll just leave it up all year long and then we never have to decorate or do anything again. And how old are you tomorrow? Um, 16. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm one of those people who never actually remember my age, if you can believe it. Yeah. Like, I feel like I always have to think about it. Well, yeah. I, I think about my age all the time. So I'm like, oh, I got a little pain there. Is that just, is that just being 51? Yeah. You my, know? my husband thought he was uh, 39 <laughs> last year. He's like, yeah. well, next year I t- like talking about not it's this year. Last year. He thought he was turning 40 last year. I'm like, you were born in 81. You're turning 40 next year. Okay. So oh, yeah. I'm one of those people too. Like yeah. I always forget. I have to think about it. Yeah. I have to do the math. But I'm so, getting closer, closer to the late 50s for sure. Or late 40s, sorry. Ah, who close. <laughs> I was gonna say you look really good if you're getting yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's happening? What what news you got? Um, oh my gosh, today is one of those days where we just have so much news that I don't even know where to begin. Mm-hmm. Well, Kinda let's crazy. Um, of course, Storm Grace. Yes. Uh, we're gonna be talking about her and all the uh, things that are gonna happen. Tropical storm conditions expected in the next 36 hours. We're going to go through all the details. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, we're, we're, uh, they're projecting now 60 to 70 mile an hour winds. Yeah, I'll tell you mm-hmm. what. That's going to be a problem. So right now, I think we're looking at maximum sustained winds of 45 miles per hour, but she's still not here. <laughs> so. Yeah, but if you look at the projected uh, wind speeds for when it arrives yes. over Grand Cayman tonight about 2 a.m., uh, they're between 60 and 70 miles an hour. So, yeah. Yeah. And then they've got a hurricane warning in effect for the Yucatan Peninsula so that you can. Yeah. Choose. So she kind of shifted more south. Like it's yeah. crazy. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Grace is going to continue uh, increasing in strength. So, yeah. It'll be a proper storm tonight. Proper storm tonight. You should be ready, prepared. Yeah. yeah you never know. Um, obviously, everybody was having a run on the grocery stores yesterday. And I thought, do people not heed any warnings? Like, Always have your hurricane kit ready. Be prepared. Um, people just love to wait to the last minute to go get some water. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, what you got? What else you got? Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about um, the DMS um, vaccine drive. drive. Yeah. yeah, we had a wonderful interview with Adrian yesterday. So in case anybody missed that, they can check out our YouTube channel or on Facebook. So Adrian cool. gave us all the details. We're going to just mm-hmm. review it, mm-hmm. make sure that everybody's clear. Because I know some people might like watch the show, but then maybe they miss Adrian's interview. So we like to kind of make sure it it, uh, it sits in well. And um, we are going to talk about an abduction, an alleged abduction. That's kind of like weird in Westby yeah. Road. Yeah. Yeah. They like some... tried to force a woman to yeah. a or something. What? Yeah, but yeah. and luckily someone was driving by and they were able to like stop Interfere? it from happening. Yeah. Oh, that's strange. Yeah, it I is strange. It. And what's even stranger, you know, CMRs tends to we get a lot of background information, and then sometimes people involved call us, and that's what happened yesterday. We got a phone oh. call. And I was like, huh? So it was kind of weird. <laughs> I'm what? so confused. Like, do they but- know? Do you do? 
do, do you think that they, the person in the car knew this person on the side of the street? Well, and it was, or it was a alleged victim actually called us. Okay. And I was just like, Oh, wow. Yeah. So it was weird what she wanted us to do. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure how to wrap my mind around what's potentially going on here, but I feel like it's definitely more than meets the eye, I suppose, at the end of the day. Hmm. I'm sure you will get to the bottom of it. Yes, we're, we're going to try. We're going to put on All our right. detective hats. Um, shark killings. Oh, my gosh. No, horrible. Absolutely horrible. Well, disgusting. Um, you know, the Department of Environment is warning people not to kill sharks, please. What was the purpose uh, we, of that? Well, I, you know. I mean, I know I, why they do it in other countries for the sharks. Well, I mean, some people here are suspecting that it has to be other people other people from other countries are doing it. Mm. I mean, obviously we don't know with any degree of certainty, but that's not traditionally something that Caymanians would do. So it is a little bit bizarre. And um, the way in which they were damaged is also um, bizarre, indicative of someone who was like trying to do something. I mean, I guess well, they're not really eating them. So is it like a no, medicinal thing? Like, I don't know. It's just weird. like fishermen that go out there and they, you know, they, they see the shark going around and they're trying to catch the fish. They don't want the shark to get it. And so it's, I think it's education. I think it comes down to people need to be educated that the sharks are there. They're, it's, yes, they Yeah, they play an important food, role in the ecosystem. But no sharks, no fish. And, and, exactly. and, and our ocean systems. And wouldn't that attract more sharks? What? If no. you're chumming the water? And well, I, look, the whole thing is just, it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's very it's, irresponsible. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, I think I think um, Aaron is right. It probably does come down to trying to educate people as to why um, you protect even the predators in the ocean. You protect them because they play an extremely important role. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, the ocean isn't our domain. Like as much as we want to think it is, you know, we're visitors and we're visitors on this earth too. And we just treat it like it's trash sometimes. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then um, there is a toddler. This, this story is kind of um, breaking um, well, it happened last week, but we we're kind of waiting to see if anything further would develop. But a toddler had a broken arm in two places after going to daycare. Now, both of your parents. So you can imagine picking up your kid from daycare and um, nobody says anything to you except, oh, maybe she had some bad yogurt today. And you're mm. like, okay, she's not feeling well. Um, to then realize a child's arm is swollen and you've got a broken wrist and a broken ar ar elbow what? or something. It's just crazy. Is this on this island? Yep. Was, it, was the child crying? Um, the child was in visible pain that obviously the administrators of that school. It's kind of um, weird. I, mean, I can see like, uh, you know, kids playing and something happening and maybe. But if you break an arm, you're good. And I'm saying like maybe the, the, the teacher didn't see it happen. But yeah. You, but you would think that the child would complain or you know what i mean right. or be crying and you'd have to investigate why wow. yeah especially when it's like in two places it's not even one mm. yeah you know, that sounds crazy. extremely painful yeah so they they missed it completely um so i i'm just baffled as, as a parent i'm like appalled as well um that well. it wasn't caught but yeah we're going to talk a little bit about that also mm -hmm. so yeah it's kind of a busy morning full of topics today Busy, busy morning, and uh, we will, you know, be safe tonight yes. uh, with the storm, and we'll chat with you in the morning, as long as awesome. everything's working. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Right, have a great show. All right. Be safe, Bye. everybody. 
All right, folks. So we're going to go through all of the um, latest updates in relation to um, the storm, which obviously has um, improved significantly. And, um, you know, yeah. Yes. Um, so it's crazy. Um, so how are you guys this morning? So yeah, we've got, um, <clears throat> We've got a chock full of uh, things to talk about this morning, so we're going to get on it. Um, so give me one second here, folks. Yes. Um, let me just see. Yeah, so we've got, a lot, we've got a lot, lots and lots and lots to talk about. So good morning, everyone. We've got Miss Morna here. Marshall, thank you so much. Top of the morning to you, Louie. Uh, buenos dias to Miss Elizabeth Carson. So good to see you. Good morning, Jaron. Um, Dorothy is here. Gina. Good morning to Larry joining us from New York. Irvlin, of course, is here. Leslie, good morning, everybody joining us from Florida. So this storm has taken quite a divergent path, I must say, <clears throat> compared to where it was headed before. Uh, good morning, Miss Emma. Elizabeth, Carmelie is here, Tommy from the Bahamas, Wee Wee, James watching us from Canada, Miss Maureen, Richard, thank you so much. Richard, how are you doing? I've not seen you in a minute. John, um, Leslie says baby bones are usually very soft. It takes a lot to break them. Uh, hopefully the baby doesn't have any underlying problems with their bones. It's just sad, but we're going to talk about all that. Um, Miss Emma says, Jesus, take the wheel. I got to tell you, he would have to. Erica, buenos dias. Uh, Blair, good morning. Hero Blair. Catherine is here from Toronto. So nice of you to join us, the beautiful Catherine. Uh, and Linda, how are you? So listen, let's start off with Grace. Woo-wee, 28 minutes ago. We got an update on Grace. And um, as is customary this time of year, uh, these storms can develop very, very quickly. The path can change. Um, and in fact, that's exactly what has happened with Grace. So as of, um, it would be eight o'clock their time, which is seven o'clock for us, I believe. Um, Grace's path um, has shifted south and she has Grand Cayman <laughs> right in her line of view. So let's have a look at what is going on with um, what is now. She's gone up a little bit in terms of speed and intensity. Intensity, not speed. Um, so now we have hurricane watches out. We've got tropical storm watches out. And um, of course, you know, tis the season for this. Hello, Grace. Good morning. <laughs> what? Really? When I went to bed last night, I was like, mm, Grace is going to be gracing us, all right. Um, so the Sister Islands, initially yesterday, we were thinking 
was more um, in her uh, path, but now it appears as though um, she's headed more south for Grand Cayman, which means that's us. Me and you, most of us, some of you watching from overseas. So here's the path. We're going to talk about um, all of the projected updates. And um, let me just tell you what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so, Grace, heavy rains causing flooding across portions of Hispaniola. The good news is for Haiti, um, I think this is less, is it less of an issue for them really? Hold on, let me see. Eh, not really, <laughs> I was gonna say. Are they getting spared a little bit more? Probably not. Um, so we've got hurricane watches already out for the Yucatan, because you see that's kind of where she's headed in that direction towards the Yucatan and um, Mexico. Uh, so this is the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico and Cabo Catoche to Punta Allen. Storm warning, tropical storm warning in effect for Jamaica, um, southern coast of the Cuban provinces of Santiago de Cuba, uh, Gran, what is this, Granma Las Tunas, and Camaguay, is that how you say that? And of course, the Cayman Islands. Mm, 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 mm. Whoa. So we are now under a tropical storm warning. And uh, yeah, we're gonna be watching this storm very, very closely. So tropical storm watch. Haiti, entire coast of Haiti being spared a little bit now. Southern coast of Cuba, uh, including Pinar del Rio. Oh, I've been to Pinar del Rio before. Nice place. The island, Isle of Youth, Isla de la Juventud. Is it Juven, Juventud? Child, my Spanish needs a little bit of help. Cienfuegos, Mantanzas. Uh, Sancti Spiritus. Mm -hmm. So Jamaica will start to feel some tropical storm conditions as of today. And um, Haiti might also feel some tropical storm conditions. Tropical storm conditions are expected along the southern coast of Cuba within the warning zone. And of course, um, like I said, by this evening, it looks like this thing is coming um, for Grand Cayman. So 8 a.m., just some about 40 minutes ago now, um, the center of the tropical storm Grace was located at 120 miles, which is 195 kilometers, east of Montego Bay, Jamaica. And about 340 miles, which is 550 kilometers, east-southeast of Grand Cayman. So that's us. Grace is moving towards the west near 16 miles per hour. So that's pretty good speed, actually. Thank you, Jesus. We appreciate that little blessing. <laughs> keep it going. Keep it moving. General westward to northwestward motion is expected 
during the next several days. So on the forecast, the center of grace will move near or over Jamaica today. Uh, uh, uh. Hello, Grace. Um, what a hot mess. Uh -uh. Well, what's going on here? So, um, you know, we've got lots of interest in Jamaica. So we're going to be making sure that they're on alert. And then um, after that, Grace is forecasted to move near the Cayman Islands tonight and then approach the Yucatan Plains of Mexico late Wednesday or early Thursday. So I don't know. How do you guys feel about nighttime storms? Dorothy's joining us from Florida. Good morning, Andy. Alba, Buenos Dias. Catherine, good morning. Angela's here. Do you prefer when a storm comes at night? I kind of feel like, in a way, that's probably a good thing because people are in. You're not inclined to um, go out and about. You're more likely to just stay put, sleep, sleep it out. How I feel, Miss Marjorie. Good morning. Yes, everybody's got to stay safe. So we're going to be talking about here in a second all of the things that if you haven't done already, you need to get done today. Okay. So lots of closures of um, businesses. Obviously, um, tonight not much would be open anyway. But you know, we're going to go through your list of things you should probably get done. So reports from Air Force One Hurricane Hunter aircraft indicate that the maximum sustained winds are near 45 miles per hour with higher gusts. Tropical storm force winds are extending out up to 45 miles from the center. Estimated minimum central pressure. Does anybody even know what any of that means? Normally, we just know that, listen, if it's dropping in central pressure, I think that that's probably not a good thing. Um, but anyway, gradual strengthening is forecasted during the next couple of days. And Grace should be near hurricane strength when it approaches the Yucatan coast of Mexico late Wednesday and early Thursday. So what are we expecting from this? Um, Haiti is going to have between 5 to 10 inches of rain with isolated maximum totals of 15 inches. Please pray for Haiti. Um, across the southern terrain, heavy rainfall, of course, could lead to flash and urban flooding and possible mudslides for them. Um... Jamaica and the Cayman Islands, three to six inches of rain, including the um, portions of the Yucatan. Isolated maximum totals of nine inches. So y'all knew. That ain't good. Expected through Thursday and heavy rainfall may lead to flash and urban flooding. The next advisory is going to be 11 o'clock their time, which is 10 o'clock, I think, for us. Yes. So we're going to be keeping. Uh, thank you, Daisy. J Daisy said, yes, Chica. You got it right. I love youth. Um, so yes, Beatrice, good morning. John says we should speak about people buying like crazy. They should buy only important stuff. Child, I don't know what's up with people. Um, you know, human beings, we're just kind of weird. I'm going to tell you all straight up right now. Like sometimes I look at us and I think we're not the most logical people in the world. We're not the most logical creatures in the world. Um, so yes, people, John is absolutely right. People are out there um, binging or what's the word? What's the proper word I'm looking for? Um, binge shopping. That's not really the word, but you know what I mean? 
they're out there going crazy, um, buying all this stuff. And it's like, do you need it? You know, (sighs) first of all, you should keep a hurricane stash at all times. Uh, Seems like common sense. We say it all the time. Hurricane season is here. Be prepared. Most of your supplies for hurricane season, honestly, um, should be fairly, you know, non-perishable items. So I don't know why every single time there's a storm coming, y'all need to go out and, and jump on purchasing everything in the store anyway. Because the theory is you should have uh, most of those things readily available. Um, You know, you just keep in your stock. Now, are you guys dipping into your stock? Is that what's happening here? I don't know. But I heard that there were tons of people out at like Price Right yesterday, cost you less, buying up water by the case. And I also think, although you want to have sufficient water, you don't need five cases of water. Now, of course, I think that most of the um, supply stores still have restrictions in place because of COVID, um, where you can only, and supplies are still very hard to come by. And this is why I would think this year, more than any other year, that you stock up early, like you shop incrementally. And you just make sure that you have um, your supply of, um, of goods because you just do not know when, uh, you know, when you're going to be needing them at the store and not be able to get them at the store. <clears throat> so you should buy a case like six months ago and buy another case maybe three months ago. And a month ago, you buy your final case of water and just have a couple cases on standby. Running, having a run on the stores um, is stressful, I think, for everyone. Even the cashiers. Like I, I find it interesting sometimes. Um, I was speaking to one yesterday, and she was like, "Oh, it's been crazy today, and people are coming in here." And you know, they also have to like mentally try to prepare and get ready, as do all. Um, you know. as to all uh, persons in this community. But when you work in um, emergency services, it's difficult for those people to get out there and get prepared. So please keep them in mind that they you know, have to continue working right through this situation. So whether it's fire service, um, you know, all the emergency services, prison even, they have to continue working as well. So, um, it's quite a quite a situation. Um, let's talk about what the government is saying. And uh, yesterday they were meeting ahead of the storm and certainly making necessary preparations. So uh, Cayman Airways has um, announced that they were going to be making some scheduled changes for existing flights. So you've got to make sure that you pay attention If you have a flight booked with Cayman Airways between today, basically, and Thursday, just double check with them to see that things are still on. And um, we have the update, which now is a tropical storm warning in effect 
for the Cayman Islands with tropical storm conditions expected within the next 36 hours. So remember, there's a watch and then there's a warning. I always wondered uh, what the difference was. And um, do you guys remember that last time we had a storm a few, feels like a few months ago now, it probably was. We did speak with um, one of the experts from the weather service and he was most um, you know, useful in explaining the difference because I always was kind of curious, well, what's a watch versus a warning? Like I always felt like, you know, but it's really just a matter of um, how close the conditions are. So let me see if I can actually um, find our low weather interview and we'll play that because I think that's useful information to kind of remember uh, what he said. And uh, Mr. Oh, what was his name again? Mm -hmm. I'll soon, I'll soon remember. Um, but yes, I think it's, it's super important that we, this was, where's our weatherman? Hmm. Uh, you know, I just saw this interview yesterday and now that I'm needing it, when was the last storm? Was it last month? Time flies so fast as well. <laughs> Sometimes it's legit difficult to keep up. Remember, hmm, when did that actually take place? Or was that June? Okay, I'll, I'll find it here in a second. Um, I think it's useful as just a, a key reminder on um, the things that obviously we want to be remembering. Yes? Um, da, 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 da. Hmm. I will find him one way or the other. So crazy when you're not looking for something, how it just pops up. And then when you are looking for something, it's like, where are you? Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, have a look. And I try to organize my, um, you know, organizing your documents and stuff um, can be a challenge. But I, I try to, here he is. This was Hurricane Elsa that we were keeping an eye on. I think she went up to hurricane status, right? So I try to organize everything by date because I find that it's easier if I can pinpoint my brain. Mm, when was that again? Uh, Miss Dorothy says inch and pinch. Is that what we call it? I mean, they just like run into the store like it's a national emergency. At uh, uh, Terse, good morning. Um, Jackie, thank you so much. Uh, Leslie says I rotate my hurricane dry goods every two years. Most of these things aren't my normal staples, so I drop them off to a shelter. Yes, and I must admit that um, canned goods, um, you know, I mean, I guess some people eat some canned goods, but to be honest, I hardly eat anything out of a can, which maybe that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Um, but I'm trying to think, what do I eat out of a can? Milk, like I use canned milk for like cooking purposes. Um, I don't really drink coffee or anything, but I think, you know, my husband probably uses condensed milk or something if he has his occasional coffee. But um, Cece says, K-Man will never learn. We will learn. It's a slow process. But let's have a look at what the Weather Service said with Hurricane Elsa, because I dare say it applies even now with this storm. So be prepared. That's the key, folks. Here we go.
good afternoon, folks. We are here with Mr. Avalyn Porter from the Cayman Islands Weather Service. Um, and he is a weather, weather forecaster. And he's going to tell us a little bit about, obviously, Hurricane Elsa and just some general guidance and what we can expect for the upcoming hurricane season. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. How are you? Good. Good. Uh, welcome to CMR. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what has happened with what is now Hurricane Elsa over the last couple of days and more notably over the last uh, couple hours? Oh, well, Hurricane um, Elsa basically was upgraded this morning um, to a hurricane. Um, the forecast track haven't changed much um, from what the National Hurricane Center was predicting. It still has it moving um, west-northwest at 29, 29 miles per hour. That track is going to take it over eastern Cuba um, on Sunday and Sunday night, it should be passing about 100. They're predicting to pass 109 miles to the north, northeast of Cuban Brack, and uh -huh. then move across Cuba and up into Florida. Right now, there were some um, weather alerts in place for the sister islands. Yes, I saw the report this morning that they have been lifted. No, um, right. Okay. The first one was a tropical storm alert mm -hmm. because we expect a storm to. <laughs> Um, to affect us within 72 hours. Mm -hmm. um, even though the track has it well to the north of the Cuban Brock, we're still within the cone of error. So the storm mm -hmm. can basically take in the track within there. Um, so come, I think now, we now have upgraded it to a tropical storm watch. Because we expect tropical storm conditions within the next 40, 48 hours. Okay, can you just, for the benefit of our listeners who may not know the difference between a tropical storm watch, a tropical storm warning, um, obviously I think we know probably what a hurricane warning is, but what's the difference between at the tropical storm level? What's the difference between those two? Um, just the um, weather conditions. Um, mm -hmm. A watch or a warning means you expect hurricane um, conditions. A tropical storm watch means you expect tropical storm weather conditions, which would be wind speeds from... I think it's 35 miles, 34 miles an hour, up to about 74 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the the warning, which one is the lesser of the two, the warning? No, the, the warning is you expect those conditions within 36 hours, uh -huh. a watch mean you expect them within 48 hours. Oh, so it's the time frame that really yes. is the difference. Okay, right, got it. Hmm. Learn something new every day. Um, wonderful. So, um, so we still have to keep an eye then on the sister islands and what could be um, heavy rainfall. What exactly are we expecting? Yeah, they're kind of like if the, the storm continues present track, we, they should be outside of tropical storm force winds. Uh -huh. um, but we still expect a lot of rainfall um, from Saturday morning, Sunday morning. We expect in regions say three to six inches of rainfall. Mm -hmm. uh, we expect some over Grand Cayman, maybe a trench or so, but the majority of the stuff will be over Sister Islands. Right. What sort of wind uh, conditions are we potentially looking at? Well, that varies. I think we look more like maybe 20 to 30 miles an hour over the Sister Islands. Um, mm -hmm. Grand Cayman may be less, maybe um, 15 to 20. But that all depends on what track that the storm does. So right. right now, based on the present track, that's the conditions we're expecting. Okay. And what sort of precautions should people take now if, if it continues on its present course? Um, what are some of the precautions that people should take in terms of securing maybe boats, marine conditions, and so on? 
Well, if you're in the bracket of a boat, I would suggest you secure it, take it out of the water if you can. Mm -hmm. uh, over Grand Cayman, um, I would say put um, stuff in place just in just in case the, the track may change. But mm -hmm. you know, as we all tell you about it from the beginning, from the first of Jan uh, June, you know, make your necessary mm -hmm. preparations for the um, hurricane season. So you might have uh, for Grand Cayman, you kind of rehearsal, you know, go mm -hmm. go through what you have, make sure everything's in place for the Brock. Well, this is a real a little mini run. A little mini run for them. <laughs> right now, um, this is the. So, folks, if you were not paying attention to that mini run, um, we've got uh, another run now that we need to really be heeding. Uh, so the forecasted path uh, is having the storm pretty much passing, you know, relatively um, near over us at around 3 a.m. Wednesday morning, which is tonight, overnight. And then it's going to approach Yucatan after that. So flood and marine warnings are in effect and residents are urged to continue to watch the development of Tropical Depression Grace again. Now we're looking at maximum sustained winds of 45 miles per hour. So um, it's located at, as of this morning, 340 miles. Um, why didn't they put the actual? Anyway, um, 341 miles. I got to look at my other sources over here. Um, east, southeast of Grand Cayman. So we um, have just messaged Mr. John Tibbetts, who's the weather general to see if he's able to spare us um, any time this morning. Of course, I know that they're all super busy in preparation mode. And folks, you've got the benefit. I, I saw your comment, Rosemary. Rosemary said she would prefer to have a um, storm come during the day. And I can certainly understand that. Um, but I think the important thing here is to really try to ensure that we are um, being as diligent as we can with the daylight hours that we do have. So what are some of the things, folks, that you would want to do at this particular time? Obviously, if you don't have your perishable goods as yet, you will want to ensure that you have made um, a last-ditch effort to get those in place. Um, you know, government will be um, doing a few things. So they did send us a long list. So let's just have a look at their preparation. So the government of the Cayman Islands is in preparation mode, making sure that they're trying to keep the people of this country as safe as possible. By the way, Works has obviously canceled their job registration drive that was supposed to take place on Wednesday um, at the hotel salon room. Which hotel is this? Um, Weston salon room from 1 p.m. until 5 p.m. That was supposed to take place tomorrow. That's been canceled as government agencies now prepare. So National Hazard Management Council has met <clears throat> and they have gone over a few things that they wish to remind you about. So the National Weather Service is issuing full bulletins and updates at regular intervals throughout the passage of the storm, including details of the wind, wave and rain impact and details are available obviously from weather.gov.ky um, and the National Weather Service Facebook page. So hopefully they're keeping that up to date. Shelters are being readied as a precaution, um, including the Red Cross headquarters on Holda Avenue, uh, in, which is in Georgetown, right across from the farmer's market, in case you don't know where that's located. 
Sir John A. Cumber Primary School in West Bay, Clifton Hunter High School in Northside, and the East End Civic Center, as well as the Theolan McCoy Primary School, that's formerly the Bodentown um, Primary School. We've got the John Gray High School Gymnasium in Georgetown, and both the John Gray and Clifton Hunter schools are pet friendly. So if you have cats or dogs, um, you can certainly take those to the, those particular facilities. So, um, you know, lots of, uh, of warnings coming out. We've just received one again from um, HMCI, um, which is National Hazard Management um, Department here. So, yeah, we gotta we gotta keep an eye on the storm. So, tropical storm warnings. Um, in other words, it is headed our way. We're looking um, at Wednesday, 3 a.m. Cayman Bracken Little Cayman will get some outer bands. They've just sent us a nice little diagram here. And Grand Cayman um, is looking at, it says, oh, you know, I'm just remembering it tomorrow is my birthday. Thank you, Grace, for coming on my birthday. Um, 9 a.m., I think we're expect, ex expecting... Um, why does this say end of tropical force winds? That slide is a little bit confusing. All right, let's see what's going on here. We're going to have a look at all the slides that they've sent us. Yeah. Yes, we're replacing. So they've sent us a bunch of slides here. Um, most of these slides, people look at them and they're like, listen, I don't know what you're talking about. Just tell me what I need to do. Um, okay, so are you guys ready? That's that's my only question. John says flood areas, are they doing something about this? Um, we can speak about this also. Well, John, <laughs> two questions is, um, what can be done, to be quite frank. Uh, Cayman, for the most part, is, is a lot of swampland that has been filled in. So um, I don't know what more can be done. You know, we have to remember that it's, it's marshy terrain. And so I think there are limitations on, on what can be done. And I think that unfortunately, the more you try to mess with Mother Nature in terms of changing the topography of what was there just because we want it to be a certain way um it probably only makes it worse you know the things that we could do is stop moving um the natural fauna especially um what's it called the um protective mangroves stop moving those <laughs> you know for big development um Plant more. I don't know. If, can we plant more mangroves? Is that a thing that we could potentially do? So on Cayman Brack, the Ashton Ready Center will open. This was according to the release late yesterday. Now, this might have changed since it's moving away a little bit from the sister islands, but I'm sure that they're readying those properties. Um, Public Works Department building, which is the only shelter for Little Cayman. Work is ongoing, it says, by the NRA to maintain drains as a matter of managing the flooding. NRA, please go to the public library in Georgetown. 
I mean, they kind of have an idea, John, what areas are, um, you know, prone to flooding. So in terms of mitigation, what they can do is try to, um, what they can do is try to just make sure that things like the drains are cleared out. Uh, to me, that's a fairly easy one. And in fact, it should be something that they're doing all the time. Now, this email that we've just received, I'm a little bit confused by this, because this came from um, Hazard Management. And it's saying that the storm, in the summary, it's saying that the storm um, has maximum sustained winds of 40 miles per hour. But in fact, it's actually 45. So I think they need to change the... Need to double check those facts. Um, they seem to have dated information is why. Because they're talking about 4 a.m. <laughs> we already received an 8 a.m. Um, forecast track. Come on, hazard management. Don't be sending me old information to rely upon. Because if I repeat that on my show, people are going to be like, what's the thing talking about? Lord have mercy. Y'all don't know the struggles, you know. Uh, Y'all don't know the struggles. Huh. Mm. I ain't gonna say nothing else. Not another word. Anywho, we, we piece it together. <laughs> One thing we have learned on CMR is uh, check multiple sources if you can. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, so all of the government agencies are out and about. They are definitely on alert. Um, we have Travel Cayman is going to um, be in contact with persons who are in isolation facilities. This is important because we don't want them going out trying to get groceries and such to spread COVID. <laughs> so um, it says here that they're going to be in contact with people in isolation facilities and those quarantining at home on Grand Cayman and Cayman Brack to ensure that all of their needs are being met. Um, this is the thing about quarantine, right? During and situation like um, a potential storm. What do they do? This is just me thinking off the top of my head. What do they do if there's like an earthquake in the middle of quarantining? Because you know those people are not going to be like, oh, we're going to just wait inside until they decide to come for us. Child, they're going to be running outside in the streets. Well, um, I don't know. Has anybody thought about this? Have you have you guys talked about what that means for those in quarantine? Um, quarantine folks, start thinking about it. What do you do if certain natural things happen? You know, or, listen, Haiti just had a major earthquake um, on Saturday. And since then, they've been aftershocks. There was one, I think, the following day of like a 5.1 or something. Jamaica had one, um, I think it was yesterday, actually, like 3 point something on the Richter scale. So the region is doing a little bit of shaking and baking at the moment. So it wouldn't be unheard of if Cayman had one. 
Now, I'm not trying to put my mouth and my goat mouth and came out, but I'm just saying um, that probably would be predictable. Um, so the question then becomes, how prepared are we if something like that happens? What what instructions do people have who are actually in quarantine? What do y'all do? Think about it. All I'm telling you is to have a plan and to think about it because a lot of times, you know, when there is no plan, that's when you kind of mess up and you do things that you shouldn't really do. Yeah. Um, so be ultra conscious of, um, you know, what you're going to do really. Um, so let me just see here, folks. So, Mm-hmm. We're going to keep an eye on this storm. If if we can get Mr. Um, the Weather General on, we will certainly invite him onto the program. And um, I will let you know if that happens, basically. All right. Double check the number you sent me. Okay. So flood and marine warning is in effect at this particular time for local residents. Um, you all know what that means. If you have boats, if you are a boat owner, um, please get out there and secure your vessel. Do not wait until the vessel floats away before y'all start calling somebody and trying to do something because by then it's a little bit late, yes? Um, so, you know, uh, get to your vessels, I would say use that time today. All right. Um, yes, please utilize that time today to um, make your necessary preparations and um, secure your, your boats, because I think that that's just extremely critical. So lots of um, activity will be happening. Uh, don't forget to fill up your gas. Um, big shout out to Home Gas, by the way. They were out and about yesterday, um, and I'm sure you'll see them on the street today. Please give them the necessary courtesy as they move about, um, they are, um, they are, um, going to be, you know, providing, um, a much needed service to a lot of the members of the community and topping up their gas. So it's, it's interesting how people think about cooking at a time like this, but yes, honey child, if anything goes down, you know, we want to be uh, ready with some good food and, you know, your gas stoves are helpful. Although I find most gas stoves now, you actually need a, uh, you still need electricity to kind of get the flicker part going. So make sure you have a plan of action in terms of that. All right, let me see here. 
Um, Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what else has government said that they're going to be doing today? I'm just having a quick look. Port Authority has instructed vessels and small craft to seek safe harbor. That's what we we're just saying. In the North Sound, the National Weather Service has also stated that all boats should be in safe harbor no later than Tuesday afternoon. So that's your deadline, folks. Get on it. Uh, we also have um, Cayman Airways channels for cutoff times to and from um, travel, especially inter-island travel, so to Cayman Brack and Little Cayman. So if you had any of those trips planned, um, please keep an ear out on what is happening with Cayman Airways. Miss um, Olivia will certainly let us know and we'll post it up. Um, so hazard management as an ongoing contact with regional disaster management organization CDEMA, as well as other British overseas territories should support be needed. It's so funny that yesterday we were talking about the necessity to support each other. Um, you know, that, um, it, and now, now it's our turn. We may need, hopefully not, anything drastic, but we may very well um, need some support, which is, um, you know, that's just how the world works, folks. We, we don't live in, we don't live on an island by ourselves, quite literally. Um, so damage assessment teams are standing by to roll out across the island because, you know, once the all clear is finally given, a lot of those shelters are um, public schools and, and so on. And so they have to be cleared. I mean, school is starting, um, official start date was just released yesterday. That information came out that it's August the 30th. So there is a damage assessment team. I think they're a division of public works that has to go around to the different um, government facilities to ensure that they are okay and they've not sustained any damage that needs to quickly be repaired. So the impact on government business operations is being assessed. It says remote work arrangements and or office closures may be possible for um, civil servants. And, um, you know, we'll find out more about that probably going into tomorrow. Government hasn't yet made a decision, but they're expected to do something a bit later on today in relation to that. Now, someone was asking me if civil servants are going to get paid early. And I thought, why would you need it? I mean, it's not a massive hurricane. It's not like we got a Cat 5 coming at us here, folks. So, you know, you would have budgeted. It's almost payday in a couple of weeks, right, for civil servants. So hopefully you would have budget, budgeted like normal. Again, this is necessity to go out there and uh, plan accordingly. Like you shouldn't be in dire straits right now where you have no money. Because if you have no money, you wouldn't have had money. You wouldn't have had money even if the storm isn't coming. So that's just bad budgeting on your part, right? So I don't know why government would impede their financial position and go and rush and pay everybody early just because you need to go buy five cases of water. We will, we will share with each other, okay? If you need water, I don't, I don't have cases of water, but I got a water cooler. <laughs> so um, hit me up if you're in my neighborhood. Um, you know, Rosemary, thank you so much. She says, really appreciate CMR. Sandy, you're so informative. I like the fact that you simply um, 
you simply tell things so we can understand. Um, good point, re-quarantine, yes. Johan Moxum, aka El Fuego, says, serious question. Has Public Works and NRA and other related agencies blown out or cleared st- storm drains and known flood areas? Well, we were just talking about that, Johan. So you must have missed that by just a couple minutes. They have indicated that they're going out and about doing it. Now, again, I'm telling you all to be um, prepared and do what you got to do. I'm also sending a message to the NRA and others that you also should be doing this sort of thing on a regular basis. Now, you all saw that video that I posted last week of, um, I think it was last week, of the situation at the public library. That's been like that for a couple of weeks. We've gotten a little bit of rain and uh, the whole public library is flooded out because it looks like it's just the drain is probably clogged up. And in my mind, that shouldn't be the case anytime, but particularly during hurricane season, they need to have a regular um, schedule that they're rotating, that they're making sure. And again, we know the low lying areas, which is pretty much all of Cayman, but you know, clearing out these drains, put it on a schedule. I'm sure they have a team, do they not, of people who that's their responsibility or it should be uh, during hurricane season. So Mr. France Manderson is actually on leave at the moment. So the acting deputy governor is Miss um, Gloria Macfield. So she's noted that the National Emergency Operations Center and mental health hotlines will be activated tomorrow, which is today, for any persons in need of assistance. So this is important because everybody deals with stress differently. Let me be very clear. If you are feeling stressful um, from 3 p.m. today, the NEOC, which is the National Emergency Operations Center, will be open. Uh, Their number is 949-6555. Um, mental health. They have an 800 number. Oh, is this a toll-free number from the Cayman Islands? Please tell me that it is, Lord Jesus. Because this would be good. Do we finally have a toll-free number for mental health? I'm going to call it. Y'all hold on now. Because I know one thing, they might not be making this a paid call. Because you know mental health people, you might, listen, all of us might not have credit at certain times. one 800 Five, three, four, six, four, six, three. Let us see if this is a toll-free number. Welcome to the Mental Health Helpline. Our office hours are from Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. We will get back to you as soon as we can. Okay. All right. Let's keep on stepping up. We got an 800 number for mental health, y'all. Make a note of that number, please, because you never know when you just need to talk to somebody and although they're only open nine to five, you know, if you're stressing between nine to five, then please, um, you know, yeah, keep on it. Okay. Very good. Uh, nothing, nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, so shelters are opening up. Yes. Um, make sure you've got safe water to drink. It says your hurricane kit, here's a tip, should have a minimum of three gallons of water per person. Child, if I drink that much water, that'd be a miracle. But have it just in case. Um, and know where your shelters are located, the closest shelter to you. 
medication. Um, oh, Sue's saying that she hopes that she never sees a cat five again. Well, child, I don't know if we will see one in our lifetime, but statistically speaking, <laughs> there will be another one at some point. So, um, Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh my goodness. What a mess. All right. So, um, yes, indeed. Um, this is going to be quite, quite the storm to watch. Um, nothing major. I don't want you guys to overreact or anything here. Um, but we're going to nonetheless keep an eye on it. So let's shift gears a little bit, folks. Um, speaking of our environment, we are talking about the mangroves and the necessity to protect such important, um, precious things. Like I said, I know that ultimately, um, that people are very selfish. So I don't even, I, I don't even try to appeal sometimes to people's like, oh, do it for the environment, do it for the, the right reasons. Cause y'all just don't know what the right reasons are. <laughs> I mean, honestly, right? So, um, I'm just sending somebody some. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, folks, be selfish because most human beings are just selfish. Y'all don't understand why we need to care about the environment. So I know y'all are selfish. So the reason we have, we should have selfish reasons for wanting to protect the environment. Because if we don't protect the environment, the environment can't protect us. That's when we have things like flooding and all these other things going on. So care about the environment because when I see um, certain things happening, I am extremely disturbed. What are we talking about here, folks? Look at this. Tell me in what world is this right? Thank you, Miss Rosemary. She was saying that I, she likes how I simplify things so that everyone can understand. Thank you very much. <sighs> what is what is this? Y'all tell me. What well, what's what sick persons or person? decided to do this to the poor sharks. Leave the sharks alone. The sharks are important. Oh, this is just utterly disturbing and disgusting. Right? Why? I don't even get it. Why on earth would anyone think that this is a cool thing to do? Six dead sharks found in Cayman. So the Department of Environment is reminding the public that it's illegal to kill, harm, or possess a shark or any part of the shark in the Cayman Islands. The warning comes after six dead sharks and the removed fins of a nurse shark were found in the Cayman Islands during the month of July. Oh, this is disturbing. Why are we doing this? Y'all need to explain to me what this is all about. Who, who does this? For what purpose? Right? Ah, yay, yay. I don't, I don't know what this is all about. To me, this doesn't make any sense. And um, are people doing this for medicinal purposes? Are they eating parts of the shark? Is that a thing? Uh, do they think it's interesting to say that you've cut up a shark 
and you've cut off the shark fins. Like, what, what is this all about? Please, y'all need to help me understand this because I do not understand it. And I think that unfortunately we are um, taking advantage of um, mother nature in a way that is quite deplorable. This is just disgusting. Look at the poor sharks. Look at this. Um, this is the reef shark. It says that these two are neonates, which means that they were born within the past two to three weeks. Evidenced by their belly button, which was still visible, circled in red. A two to three week old shark. Does what? Really? The poor shark does not even have a chance here. What, what, why, why, why? Mm -mm -mm. This is a dusky smooth hound shark. Um, people, we do not own this earth. We are only here for a little time. And um, I think that, you know, we need to be reminded of that. And that in my mind means that we should all be doing our best to try to leave it as we found it or in better condition than we found it. Mm -hmm. I like the better condition part, please. Yes. Um, I don't know what prompted whoever to do this, but this is very, very disturbing. I can't recall uh, having heard of this before. So is this like a new phenomena or are we just not normally that cognizant of it? It's just, I, I'm just really, really shocked. What, what is this all about? All right, so um, let me see here. So someone has said, um, one of our WhatsApp viewers, you know, a lot of people are listening and they don't comment um, directly on the show, but we know that they're listening. And uh, this person has said, apparently there's money. This could be a money-making venture because there is money to be made. How disgusting is that? Um, from the purchasing of um, shark parts. Disgusting. Fins can bring in hundreds of dollars on the market with the average being about $450 per pound. A bowl of soup can cost $100. Are we actually having shark soup, shark fin soup in the Cayman Islands? It's considered a symbol of wealth and delicacy in China since the Ming Dynasty. Well, that was a long time ago. Uh, it was a dish that only the empire and his guests would be served. Wow. Well, there's a little bit of factual information. But now we know um, maybe... Uh, Mr. Ming did not appreciate the necessity to leave Mother Nature alone. And they were just like, we'll take whatever we want. Now we know that that simply is not a good thing. Um, that, you know, 
um, folks, we just got to leave the sharks alone. They help to protect the ecosystem in the ocean. You kill the um, apex predator and God knows we're, we're going to be next on the list. It throws everything out of balance. Sharks have a part to play. And um, I think that, you know, we've already got the coral reef disease that we're fighting and all these other things. And it's just very, very concerning that this is happening. So Carol confirms that Asian community, sorry, but shark fin soup is a delicacy in Southeast Asia, kind of confirming the observation that the other person was making. Leslie says, they're so wicked. I hope their fines and the person responsible are caught and punished. Laws without enforcement mechanisms are useless. And that is a valid point. Um, I didn't, let me just have a look at the story to see if DOE mentioned what the fines were. In the meantime, folks, let me bring you a breaking traffic alert. If you're on Crew Road, uh, this is what you would have just witnessed. Hot mess. Fender bender on Crew Road. Uh, folks, I don't know if these people are rushing to go get supplies, but might I remind you that you will get to your destination safer. This is right by Palmdale. Um, you'll get to your destination safer if you simply take your time. No need to rush. If you get to work two minutes late, the boss is probably not going to fire you. I can't say 100% these days, but... Probably not, because if you get in an accident, um, you're going to be more than two minutes late. You may not arrive at all. So, folks, uh, please take your time. And we're going to put this up on our social media channels just in case. Um, so, yes, uh, sharks. Wow. Wow. Um, I think that anyone now you guys know that we get a lot of tips here in CMR. Um, send me a tip if you know who's actually doing this, if you have any evidence. Sometimes people send me tips and they say, um, foreign nationals, uh, they say to me, Sandy, I'm going to send you this information about the, I'm just going to pick a random community, say the Russian community. Um, I've actually never had one about the Russian community because I don't think there's much of one here. Um, but just as a, an example, because I don't want to point out anybody else that might've actually sent a tip, but you know, they'll say, um, Keep my information anonymous because back home, my family could be at risk if these people knew that I was outing people for wrongdoing, even in the Cayman Islands. I thought, wow, that's a long arm, long arm reach, right? So um, I would just say that, uh, you know, everyone needs to help. Uh, put the information out there in terms of any potential persons that are involved in this. And we will pass the information on to the authorities. And I do hope, I'm just having a look here to see what fines are involved. I do hope that um, there are significant fines for anyone who engages in this type of um, disgusting behavior. So thank you, Leslie. Uh, you guys might know that Leslie works closely with Mother Nature. Leslie, what is your official title? You have to remind me. She's got some bio something, something, something degree, plants and fauna and all that fun stuff. Um, Sue says we did have a big tropical storm last year. 
Yes. Um, I don't think it was actually big, Sue, but it did a lot more damage than most of us actually thought that it would do, which is why you always have to be prepared and you never underestimate a storm. Never. Uh, Natasha says they callously remove the fins for soup, uh, similarly to when they're slaughtering stingrays last year just for their wings. Wow. It's disgusting. Um, Escobar says, Carol, you hit the nail on the head. In the Asian community, shark fin soup is a delicacy and is said to provide the vim and vigor for men. Y'all don't need more vim or vigor. Viagra. Go try some Viagra. Um, and there are drinks that you can make if you need a little extra something. But honestly, why, why, do, why do people always think that they need, um, I've always found this peculiar. Why do human beings feel like they need any more um, vim and vigor? Uh, you know, y'all are populating the earth quite fine. I just don't see the need for it. Somebody's just, if you want to report an unauthorized donkey in handicapped spaces, just come to the airport staff parking lot. <laughs> Somebody just sent me that, an unauthorized donkey. <laughs> I like how she said that, an unauthorized donkey. <laughs> You know how we have our jackass of the day. She's like an unauthorized donkey. Uh, the roti shop used to and still serves shark. So where do they buy it from? They do? What? Why is shark served in the menu here if it's protected here? Um, I've never heard of this before. So that is certainly news for me. Hmm. Wow. They do? Um, so the Asian community might be suspect number one, based on what Leanne and others are saying. Um, you know, don't do it. Uh, I don't want to make any assumptions about who it could be, but it's quite disturbing. So, um, DOE enforcement is on high alert and has ramped up its regular patrols around the shoreline, boat ramps and boat docks. Cause a lot of times the little sharks like hang out in those areas. The department emphasized that any offenses will be prosecuted and penalties for breaking the law include fines, imprisonment, and or boat and vehicle seizure. Oh, it should just be imprisonment, y'all. It should be imprisonment. Um, DOE Shark Project Officer. Oh, we have such a thing. That's wonderful. Joanna Kohler has said that it's bringing this information to the public's, in bringing this information to the public's attention um, we hope that residents will be more vigilant and say something if they see something. Now, this, folks, is a common theme regardless of what it is. If you see something, say something. It doesn't matter if it's somebody taking advantage of the poor sharks in the water, if it's child abuse, if it's immigration offenses, if it's traffic offenses, jackasses parking in a handicapped spot. If you see something, say something. I feel like we need to have an island-wide um, campaign. If you see something, you say something. Maybe CMR needs to change our logo to that. Instead of, um, you know, our logo, if it if is, our current logo, is if it don't go so, it go close to so, because, you know. Um, but maybe what we need to do is... Um, you know, change it to, if you see something, say something. 
Now, I know a lot of you all are saying something to um, us a lot of times, like I've just said, and we certainly um, appreciate that. But, um, you know, we pass information on to the relevant authorities because we can't go out there doing all kind of crime, crime fighting. We're not really superheroes, in case you didn't know. I know some of y'all think we are, and you think I wear a cape. And one guy says that I don't sleep. <laughs> He's like, you definitely don't sleep. I do sleep a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I don't wear a cape, but we will pass information on to the agencies. Uh, Dana, we don't know who's watching. We don't know who's doing it. So, you know, Damaris is watching from Virginia. Thank you so much. At Leslie, UF, University of Florida, River County Environmental Horticulture. Ooh, what's, what's a big title? River County Environmental Horticulture Agent and Master Gardener and Coordinator. Lord, Leslie, what a title you got yourself there. Um, Yeah, like the one with the lobster the other day. No, it was the kunk. Oh my God, come on, people. It's just ridiculous. You don't need that much kunk. You don't need that much lobster. Uh, Dana says, Trinidadians love shark. Humans consuming every animal in sight. Disgusting. Yeah, I mean, why do we need to eat at all? Um, Al says, strange how the human minds are conditioned. Nature will always rule. Culture differences. Some people discuss that. We kill turtles and eat them. I find it disgusting. Caging animals, hunting animals, just for fun. Having a balanced world will never happen. So Al is calling all y'all out who eat turtle and other such things. He's kind of saying, mm, maybe the pot is calling the kettle black. And we're all guilty of it, of it um, to some extent. Miss Darlene, I saw your son yesterday. She says, if you see something, call CMR. Well, <laughs> that's what people are doing now, to be honest. Um, so we don't need to encourage them anymore. But yes, we got a lot of tips, Joe. Um, I saw Felix yesterday and he was jokingly saying to someone in the grocery store that um, I talk to you more than he does. <laughs> He's like, listen, don't call my mommy between 7.30 and 9.30 Cayman time because we know what she's doing. She's on CMR. And uh, he says that people often joke with, oh, is that your mom that's always on CMR? Jennifer is from, she says, I came from Singapore and Hong Kong. Indeed, shark fin soup is a delicacy. Wow. Mm -mm -mm. They serve it in restaurants for special banquets. Sad to say that I tasted it and it's very good. But some restaurants now in Southeast Asia drop the shark fin soup on their menu because they cannot find any sustainability to get shark fins for not sacrificing. Yeah, it's just... You know, folks, there's no way to get shark fin soup without the shark fin. Um, Jennifer, having said that, I noticed that you mentioned it actually tastes good. We have, as human beings, been extremely creative. And um, we've got fake meat now and burger, fake veggie burger that tastes pretty much the same. Can we not um, just do a fake fin soup? Sprinkle a little bit of salt in there, make it taste like it's out of the ocean. Uh, I think there might be a way to enjoy the taste of something similar without sacrificing the sharks. Because as you can see, if it's legit shark fin soup, it would require shark fins. And you can't cut off a shark's fins and not kill the shark. 
Uh, Louis says, evil is everywhere. Unbelievable. Bonjour to Jill. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, Dana says, it's not the trend. It's just referring to the roti shop comment. Uh, she agrees with Al on that point. Um, Louis says, CMR is number one for a reason. Thank you, Louis. Carol says that the roti shop removed shark from the menu a few years ago due to the conservation law. Wow, I never even knew it was on the menu. But then again, I don't really frequent the roti shop. Um, I've maybe been to the roti shop like twice in my whole life, to be honest. Sometimes my husband, you guys know he's of Indian descent. Um, so sometimes he will go there and get a, what are they called? I don't even know. A roti, I guess. Um, and he does have her daughter kind of enjoying like roti, but she likes like a lot of vegetarian stuff, like potatoes and whatever. Uh, yeah. Wow. That is something that I never knew. Hmm. So Jennifer says there is an alternative. I think they used the bird's nest. What bird? I feel like we need to find another way without <laughs> messing with nature. Like leave the birds, leave the sharks, leave them all alone. Um, I don't know. But for food, is, is there any food? Let me ask you guys a question. Oh, thank you, John. John says there is something called artificial shark fin. There you go. Yes, honey child. Thank you, John. You guys are on it this morning. Listen, is there any dish that exists that you could not imagine life without? Like whatever your favorite dish is, if you had to give it up, right? Whatever it is, could you imagine life without it? I'm trying to think of like, what is my... The one thing I really love, well, I'm a foodie, so I love a lot of different kinds of food. Um, it's difficult for me to even think about like giving up one thing because I'm like, hmm. I kind of feel like I could probably give up most things. Uh, moderation, I think is the key. You know, what could I not give up in terms of food? Hmm. I don't know. Is there anything that you couldn't give up? Shark fin is definitely not. I've never had it. I have no interest in having it. It's all good. Um, you know, that's, uh, that's what it is. Yeah. All right, folks, um, please listen to the Department of Environment. They do a fantastic job of trying to um, help us protect our environment, the little of it that we have left. So I beseech you to listen and understand that the earth is not, um, there's a finite amount of everything on this earth, right? Even the earth itself has some sort of um, a life expectancy. And if we want to protect as much of it for the human race as possible, then I suggest um, that we all just try to think a little bit more about Mother Earth and not be so incredibly selfish all the time. Natasha said she couldn't give it pasta. Hmm. Yes, probably. Well, yeah, because pasta goes in a lot of dishes, child. Um, thank you, John. Um, a National Geographic Animals article, Restaurant Sells Shark Fin Soup despite state bans. Wow, is that in the US? 
Uh, Louis says, I could never give up on God. He's been super good to me. Everything else could come or go for me. Good morning to Miss Joy San. Thank you for logging in. Mm. Speaking of the Department of Environment and Mother Nature, um, big shout out to them for saving a dolphin. Did you guys see the footage for this? Let me see if I can find it here. Um, this is pretty, pretty cool that they um, rescued this little dolphin. So let me see if I can find him. We've got a picture of the dolphin. Um, where's the dolphin video? <laughs> so this dolphin was in distress on our shores and some people noticed it and the, they called it. It was a team effort between the Department of um, Environment and um, the, funny enough, dolphin discovery, which a lot of people feel like maybe they should just let little Willie run free, uh, but they were instrumental in assisting with the, um, with assisting this dolphin who was in some sort of distress it had beached itself essentially they were instrumental in getting this dolphin back out to sea uh the dolphin had some sort of injuries on it, it looked like it might have been involved in a little shark altercation so um oh mr john tibbetts is joining us mr weatherman himself weather general um, are you ready? Give me a thumbs up and I'll bring you in. We were just talking about this beautiful dolphin here that was rescued. And the Cayman um, Turtle Center was also involved in um, the rescue efforts for that dolphin. So apparently he beached himself and he had some injuries that he was uh, recovering from. So um, bless his little heart. They were able to um, assist him. The boat kind of guided him back out. So that's wonderful, I think, because obviously um, his life has been saved to, to swim another day. And again, you know, the larger, all marine creatures, large and small, play an extremely important part in the ecosystem. But the larger, like I said, apex um, animals are in particular very, very, very important. All right, so Mr. John Tibbetts, Director General, the National Weather Center Director General. Let's see if he's uh, ready. Oh, I saw him pop in. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, let's see. He's gonna join us. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Al says, I always wanted to stop eating chicken. It's the only meat I eat from the land. Hmm. All right, Mr. John, you ready for us? Good morning. Yeah, um, I was hoping that it would go on my car, on, on my car radio. Um, okay. Uh, I can barely hear you, to be honest with you. All can right. you hear me good? Y yeah, we can hear you. All right. You're good. Um, so can you tell us what's the latest with, is it still a tropical depression? Um, it is not a tropical depression. 
-hmm. It is a tropical storm. Right. Uh, give me a minute. Let me okay. get my information up and running. Sure, no problem. Um, at, at 7 a.m. this morning, located at 18.2 north, 76.1 west. That's about 340 miles um, east, southeast of Grand Cayman. Mm -hmm. Moving west at 16 miles per hour with maximum sustained winds at 45 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. um, now, when we went to sleep last night, this thing was a tropical depression. And this morning we get up and it's a tropical storm. Mm. However, all along the National Hurricane Center has been saying that this thing would, would strengthen and become a tropical storm this morning anyway. So right. the, the fact that we have a tropical storm this morning does not surprise us. Yes. Okay. The strength of the storm is a little bit higher than. Uh-oh. We lost you there. Um, Uh-oh. All right, so we'll give him a second to jump back on. Um, I do notice that he's calling in from his mobile phone. We really appreciate that, by the way. Uh, good morning to Jennifer. The bird calls Swift, Swift Fleet Bird. They stick their saliva on a wall. They also activate, they're also cultivate in China. They don't kill a bird. Hmm. Okay. They stick their saliva on a wall. Why? <laughs> Jonathan, good morning, good morning, good morning. Pleasant good morning to you. Cece's here. She says, good uh, good grace and mercy always carries us through. All right, Mr. John, let's try that one more time. We were hearing you perfectly fine. There you go. I'm not sure what you heard. Yeah, well, we heard up until um, the, the strength thing was expected. Um, so that part of it was not a surprise. And then okay, so so um, the formation of this thing to uh, strengthening of this system to a tropical storm this morning does not surprise us. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, the one thing that has been a bit different is is that the forecast track of the storm and the current track of the storm it appears to be going across Jamaica. Okay, so bad news for the uh, Jamaican people. Um, mm -hmm. They are going to get a lot of rainfall and a lot of problems over there. Wow. Um, on the other side of this now is is that when a storm impacts an island the size of Jamaica, um, it normally weakens. Mm -hmm. And there's an outside chance that even the track may change a bit. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, so we are expecting this storm to weaken over Jamaica and then come out the western side, and then uh, the Hurricane Center says it will gradually weaken. There's no signs that we're going to get any rapid intensification, so this storm is going to uh, gradually uh, strengthen, and um, it is expected to remain a tropical storm for the time period when it is impacting the Cayman Islands. Mm -hmm. oh, That's good the onset news. of showers and, and tropical storm force winds. We're expecting that late this evening, early night, in um in the sister islands mm -hmm. and uh later um probably close to about 11 p.m or so for grand cayman okay okay um yes. rainfall yeah. totals about seven to nine inches are likely across the cayman islands and uh wind speeds of about 40 to 50 miles per hour um overnight tonight mm -hmm. all right okay. so that's that's uh where we're at right now 
Okay. And what's your best advice um, for people in terms of preparation? Best advice is yeah. to get what you can get done um, uh, by late this afternoon. Right. And then get indoors and um, make sure your house is protected and um, no one goes near the sea. Um, we have requested all boats in safe harbor. Good. Okay. All right, folks. Um, so again, this is Mr. John Tibbetts. Thank you so much. He is the Director General for the National Weather Service joining us this morning, giving us a little bit of an update on um, thunderstorm, right? Um, Grace. So she's intensified slightly since yesterday, but it looks like we might still be in relatively um, good stead, hopefully. Tropical storm, Grace, sorry. Um, so the last storm that we had last year that caused a little bit of damage, wasn't that roughly the same speed, about 45 miles per hour? I'm trying to remember what that uh, was called. Um, last year we had, uh, what was three story? really crazy storms as it were. Yeah. There was and, one um, let's not forget that last year we had, uh, 10 systems that displayed rapid intensification. This one is not expected to, to have any rapid intensification. Okay. Uh, so that's the good news. Um, there will be a lot of flooding tonight and yes. into tomorrow. Okay. So people are in low lying areas. Um, should they get sandbags? Is that a recommendation? If they know that, that um, typically in their particular area, they would experience flooding that could breach uh, into their homes. Generally speaking, when you're talking about sandbags, you're talking about um, a lot of flooding with regards to seawater. There's two different okay. types of flooding you can get. Ah, um, okay. There's seawater, i.e. storm surge. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a tropical storm. We generally don't speak about storm surge in a tropical storm. Yes. Okay? okay. The other kind is freshwater flooding. You mm -hmm. will have freshwater flooding. Um, mm -hmm. I noticed that somebody's asking about tornadoes. Um, and that's a kind of a hit or miss type situation. Um, you don't have to have a hurricane to get a tornado in, in around these things. Mm -hmm. um, there is a massive area of clouds and showers with this system going all the way from Haiti to way down to um, south central Caribbean Sea. All right. This storm center seems to be in the northwest section of this area of clouds. So mm -hmm. um, there is all kind of uh, possibility for all kind of things that, that may form out of this um, in mm -hmm. terms of tornadic or, or strong winds or um, mm -hmm. uh, sudden downbursts and what have you. Right. Okay. All right. So a little bit of unpredictability there, folks, but um, the advice of Mr. John Tibbetts this morning is just to get as much done as early in the day today as possible. Um, you know, this is just a, a reminder again to, you know, do things throughout the hurricane season in particular such as keeping your gutters clear, keeping drains cleared, um, shaking down those those uh, coconut trees because they become a, a missile, um, even at 45 miles per hour. So there's a lot of things that you can probably get done today. But most importantly, stay away from the water, um, bring boats into Safe Harbor. And Safe Harbor is considered the North Sound. Uh, for this storm, uh, safe, uh, the safest harbor you can get is going to be the North Sound, not the South yeah. Coast. Um, yes. The storm will, in fact, even produce some southwesterly winds, which will mean that um, if boats are out on the, on the Seven Mile Beach, they may not necessarily be safe at that particular time. 
Right. Okay. Now, what is your team? Um, I know you guys are extremely busy today, uh, part of the um, hazard management team. What are you guys, um, what's your priority for today? What are you out and about doing? Um, the, uh, we've been working for over the last 24, 36 hours with hazards management and uh, the gov various government agencies in preparation. Um, we've had uh, one council meeting yesterday. And we have a council meeting coming up at 11 o'clock today um, uh, to um, hash through any areas of concern or any kind of matters that, that needs addressing. Mm -hmm. I okay. think um, you're going to hear, as the day goes along, um, uh, comments and, and, and um, official statements mm -hmm. uh, about um, closing of businesses and um, various other things and, and when we're expecting potentially to reopen and what have you. Mm -hmm. um, it, is, it is a system that's going to mainly be overnight. Right. Okay. I was, I was actually going to ask you this um, in relation to that. I know you've got years of experience as chief meteorologist before in dealing with these storms. In your opinion, is it better to get a system overnight or during the daytime? What, what has been kind of your feel? We were just asking your audience about this. Um, as someone who's in, you know, the weather business and hazard work with hazard management, is it better in terms of just overall safety of people to have a storm that comes in overnight or during the daytime? Um, there are pluses and minuses all right. over the place. Um, the plus with having a system overnight is generally everybody's going to be in their beds mm -hmm. or, or at least they're going to be in their homes. Right. Um, uh, the bad news kind of things is is that uh, when it gets dark, obviously you can't see things. Mm. Um, so um, if if people are, uh, I know that we just went on to another radio show and we were talking about testing your hurricane plan and all this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, one of my big concerns is is that people testing their hurricane plan may mean a hurricane party. All oh. right, and a hurricane party is never any good at any yeah. time. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what a hurricane party could potentially mean might be sometime overnight where you're have, you can't see things. It's raining cats mm -hmm. and dogs outside and yet you're partially drunk mm -hmm. and you're trying to go home. Mm -hmm. And what you will do is it won't only be you, but you will also endanger rescue workers that have to come save you. Right. Yep. So think, think hard about that folks. Um, Okay, so thank you very much, um, sir, for your time this morning. We appreciate it. We've got uh, two, about 260 people listening to the program this morning, folks. Spread the word. Um, the first thing is stay away from the ocean. Um, secure your vessels if you have anything um, in the North Sound area. And uh, just stay inside. Stay home. Get all of your errands ran early. Fill up the gas tank if you need to, those sorts of things. Um, get that done as early today as possible. I don't think there needs to be a run on supplies at the grocery store, but um, just be comfortable in your home, stay inside and stay as safe as possible until the government actually issues the all clear. All right, Mr. John, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay, have a good day. Okay, bye-bye. All righty. All right, folks, so again, that um, is Director General of the Cayman Islands National Weather Service, John Tibbetts. Um, yes, Miss Brenda, we've been talking about this storm up to 45 miles per hour. We should be getting another update, I think, about an hour's time. So um, we'll see. A bit of good news there, as uh, Mr. John was saying, that 
we anticipate the storm going over Jamaica first. Now, I don't know exactly what part of Jamaica, but Jamaica is mountainous. And so normally what that means for us is to, um, you know, it's going to break up the storm a little bit and hopefully keep it at a bare minimum in terms of... Um, you know, in terms of the strength. So um, Dino, good morning, says, hi, Sandy, greetings in Florida, following Grace um, through your program and hoping it's as mild as possible. Prayers for the well-being of the Caymanians and always wishing the best to the Air Post community. I was wondering if that was you, Dino. Hey, Dino, how's it going? That's my friend over at Air Post. Um, thank you so much, uh, Dino, for that message. Um, Dana says everything is worse at night. No, no surfs up. Stay out. Listen, y'all stay out of the water. Cause, um, you know, what can happen? Um, people, people like to take foolish risks with their lives. Ravina, good morning. Miss Brenda says, don't forget, um, Ita, was it Ita or Ita? I always was mispronouncing her name. Was that the one that we had last year that caused some damage? I'm trying to remember. Um, I'm trying to remember. Storm. Yeah, but we had some trees come up and all sorts of stuff last year. Yes, this was last November. Uh, thank God for CMR. You just type in a word and it'll bring it up. So that was um, Tropical Storm. Eta, I think is how she was properly pronounced. And yeah, in case you guys don't forget, don't remember, this is around the 10th of November. And oh, honey child, she was causing all kind of havoc. Down, um, let me show you guys, in case you've forgotten. Um, we had down trees and... I was, I was surprised at the impact of the storm. Remember this? Yep. This is what happened. It was like, whoa. Uh, we did a show on it, obviously. Um, but there she is. And this is when Alric was joining the show to talk about it. But yeah, we had some photos um, of the storm. So, you know, it did definitely cause some damage. Yep. Last is Jamaica causing mud slides and flooding. That was November the 8th. And then it headed straight for Cayman afterwards. Um, and it caused quite a bit of damage. Look at this. Y'all, you guys remember? This was Cayman. Okay. 
Someone in here is a destruction right now. Ah, uh, he's funny. All right, folks, um, so just a little bit of a reminder on uh, where we were in just in November. That's not all that long ago, folks. Um, I find that we forget very, very quickly. The human brain has a way of trying to protect itself from trauma. And so we are all too happy to quickly forget um, what has happened. So folks, um, if there's anything that you get from that video, 
it's to prepare. You can't be over-prepared for sure. And a couple pointers. I, saw, I know that some of you saw a few things there that were a little bit disturbing. Having all sorts of stuff around the house. Today is your opportunity to go clean up your yard a little bit, folks. Pick up debris. I mean, there's certain things you can't move. So you can't move your gas tank inside, for example. Don't do that. But all the other buckets and whatever, you know, clean that stuff up. Um, secure it in a single, you know, if you've got a shed or you've got somewhere else that you can put it, keep your yard free of as much debris as possible. The other interesting thing is your poor pets. Good morning, Miss Doreen. My God, please, please don't leave your pets tied up outside. The poor dogs. And if you have cats, bring them inside. Um, give them a chance to be calm and, you know, listen, a lot of animals don't like storms in any event. I've had uh, numerous dogs that they could predict before the storm even reached. You could see their behavior uh, change significantly because they knew exactly what was coming and they would get very um, nervous. And I had one dog, poor Oscar, bless his little heart. Um, he just couldn't take the stress. And, and most interestingly enough, he was already unhinged before. And then he survived Hurricane Ivan. And after Hurricane Ivan, that dog was never the same. And I, I know that Hurricane Ivan actually shortened the life of my dogs. I had two at the time. Um, but poor Oscar, if there was, after Ivan, if there was even a windy day outside and the windows would rattle a little bit, he would start pacing and he would just like, what he would start doing is he would actually push you know, the push-up windows, the regular windows, he would push, I don't, I don't know how he did it because he wasn't the biggest dog in the world, but he would literally push the window up, knock out the screen and run outside because he was he felt better outside as, a, as opposed to hearing the rattling of the windows. But um, folks, remember your pets. You choose to have them, right? Don't keep them tied up outside. Um, a lot of um, animals... Do not respond well to weather conditions, such as what we're going to have. And I think you should be taking them into consideration. There's going to be flooding. Don't have the animals standing in water. Please uh, check on if you have cows or cattle um, after the all clear has been you know, given. Go and check on them to make sure that they're not standing in excessive water because then they get what's it called, hoof, hoof foot or whatever. Um, where basically their hoofs are like waterlogged and saturated. Um, this is where now you need to have your plan of action. So write down everything that you need to be aware of and that you need to do heading up to uh, during the storm and certainly afterwards as well. Some good advice. Uh, Leslie says, I've got rabbits and the containers to keep them inside are prepared Roger and Peter are depending on me for everything. Roger and Peter the rabbit. Peter rabbit. Roger rabbit. I hear you there, Leslie. Um, depending, yes, and that's that's exactly right. Our children depend on us. Our pets depending on us. Um, hopefully, your children will be asleep uh, during the passage of the storm, folks. So, um, but, you know, have, have a word with them because they can sense that something is going on. So I've got a five-year-old. I'm going to have a little five-year-old conversation with her. And just prep her to say, hey, there's a little bit of storm coming. So we might have some thunderstorms tonight, some rain and wind. Um, roofs, you know, you might have some roof damage. 
uh, check your roof after the all clear has been given. Don't go up on the roof in the middle of the storm, y'all. Um, shingles might come loose. We saw, again, that storm was a similar storm, I think, in terms of intensity. And you saw the amount of damage that um, Tropical Storm Eta uh, did. And that was west-northwest of Grand Cayman. And um, it passed within 99 miles or so of Cayman Brack. So again, tropical storms or tropical depression does not mean that it's not going to cause um, significant things such as power lines being down and trees literally being ripped out of the ground. Here's a message from Home Gas, folks. Um, again, if you are a propane user, I use propane. You want to make sure that you understand the importance of safety. Now, they are very, very busy today because as usual, Everyone waited until the last minute to get a top up. And so they're out and about securing um, their tanks and making sure that all of you um, have the propane that you need going into the storm. And here's a message from them. So good afternoon, folks. We're here with a manager at Home Gas who's going to walk us through a few safety considerations as everyone starts to think about hurricane season and how to prepare yourselves um, for any impending storms or hurricanes that may be coming your way. So we're just days out of obviously watching uh, a development that's out there right now. So good afternoon, Chris. Afternoon. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for uh, joining us this afternoon to do a little tutorial session here and former viewers at the home gas plant located right off of Walker's Road and what you need to do in the event of um, a storm that's coming. So we do have several tanks that are on display here. So if you've got different types of tanks, now tell us a little bit about each one of these and who might actually have like the little mini one versus the big one. Absolutely. So uh, just in light of Tropical Storm Elsa, I think it is, that's uh, on our way through the Caribbean. Um, thought that it would be a good time for a storm awareness, storm check of mm -hmm. uh, first and foremost how to turn your tank on and off uh, in, uh, in situations. Uh, so firstly we'll start with the little barbecue cylinder. Uh, it's called a 20 pound cylinder, uh, also known as a barbecue cylinder. Uh, it's a very simple uh, to turn it on, to turn it off. You just twist the valve on the top. Uh, this here it will be where it connects to the barbecue. Um, it may be with a, some form of hose. It will be the only cylinder, only canister that's allowed to have a rubber hose attached to it. Anything else would be a breach of the, uh, of the code. Um, but it's simple on and off would just be to turn the valve to the left or to the right. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you have a barbecue grill, for example, that's sitting out on your back patio, uh, you'd recommend turning it off? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, in a strong, strong wind, it could blow, which we certainly don't want, but at the very least to have it turned off, uh, takes away any uh, any undue safety concerns. Right. Okay. Wonderful. And should this be the sort of thing I'm thinking for this little tiny tank? Like, if you're not using it, should you just turn it off when it's not in use anyway? Uh, by and large, most people would do, uh, mm -hmm. particularly for a barbecue. It's going to be outdoors uh, mm -hmm. for two, three, four days or weeks or whatever without use. So far easier to turn it off when it's not being used anyway. Yes. Good habit. Okay. Uh, and it must never ever be put inside. This one should never go inside. None of them. No propane cylinder oh, or tank, right. no matter how big, should ever be put inside, especially in a storm. 
Wow, okay, that's good to know. Because, see, I would have thought, oh, just stick that in the garage or the no. utility room. Don't no. put it inside. It needs to be in a ventilated space. Otherwise, it's just going to accumulate, and uh, it, it's not a good situation. Yeah, okay, good advice, folks. This is why we're here with the experts. <laughs> uh, thank you, Ish. <laughs> uh, moving on to what we call the 100-pound cylinder. Mm -hmm. uh, this would be used for a lot of domestic uh, installations, uh, particularly if you've got, say, a cooktop and what we would call a back-to-back. So it would be one side of the wall and your stove or something would be the other. Mm -hmm. uh, again, very similar. It's on the right hand side. You just twist it right or left to turn it on and off. Uh, this here would be where it connects to the house. Um, so all very simple. Uh, just if there's a storm coming, twist it off and be on the safe side. Right. Okay. Wonderful. Uh, all right. 100 pound cylinder 100 is one of the, the more common cylinders that we see uh, on, on island at the moment. Okay. All right, folks, that's the 100 pound. And then we've got the big, really big one over on this side. And then we move on to what we would describe as being bulk. So with these type of cylinders, this is where the driver will fill it at your house rather than exchanging mm -hmm. or taking one bottle for another. Um, so this one is a 200 pound. We also have the 420 pound cylinders uh, that are common in restaurants and houses. Uh, and these would be kind of the, the larger vertical tanks. Mm -hmm. uh, again, very similar. These ones actually come with a gauge so you can see uh, how much gas you have in your tank at any given time. Uh, we would fill it through here and again to turn on and off would be just to twist the knob on the left hand or right hand side. Mm -hmm. uh, very simple, very straightforward uh, and always best done when there's a storm coming. Okay, and can you tell us a little bit about how to read the gauge so that you can tell um, how much gas you actually have? Yeah, so obviously you would think that you could fill up to 100% because of the chemical composition of propane, it expands and contracts with temperature fluctuations. So by code, we are only allowed to fill it to 80%, which is why on a gauge itself, you would only see it is a maximum of 80% uh, numerically. Uh, and so we would fill anywhere from zero to 80. When you hit to 30, 20 or 30% is when we would suggest giving us a call to get a top up. Mm -hmm. um, you don't want it to go too low, particularly if there is a storm coming. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's uh, the this tank is empty, but you have a needle on the gauge that says where the uh, the corresponding amount is. Right. So you think it's okay to wait until 30% and call you guys, or should we be aiming for a little bit higher than that during storm season? During storm season, let's say June, July, always best just to get topped up anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to make sure that you've got a full tank of gas in any scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully not any scenario, but just in case. Um, so yeah, always best to have more than, than less gas. Yeah, absolutely. Now, I was in the office earlier and I heard a lot of people um, actually calling in, make some, some last minute calls ahead of the weekend saying, you know, I want to make sure that I get uh, get my gas. So it's always better to call in because I'm sure you guys are going to be working extra hard over the next couple of days. Do you work on weekends in terms of fuel delivery or what's your delivery schedule like? We do. Uh, it's, uh, it's strange timing that we have a storm coming on a bank holiday weekend. So right. typically we would be closed on Sunday, Monday. Uh, to give the guys a, a welcome breather. Uh, we do deliver on Saturdays. Um, we obviously deliver Monday to Friday. Make sure that we deliver the same day for any delivery that's called in before midday or on any day. Uh, so if you do need a delivery, give us a call before midday for same day, otherwise it will be the next business day. Mm -hmm. Awesome. All right, now there's some other tanks there. Are, there. are those tanks that people actually get or what are, what are these? These look uh, super large. So once you get past the 420, you get yeah. to a, a 250, a 500, a 1,000, a 2,000 wow. gallon which would be a horizontal tank. Yeah. These ones are above ground. Uh, you also have the below ground, which are exactly the same shape and size. Um, it's exactly the same nature in terms of how to fill it, in terms of how to turn it off. Mm -hmm. uh, you, have your, uh, you have your valve, again, just to turn it on and off. 
-hmm. you have your gauge so you can see how much you have uh, you have here where it connects to your house um, and so it's yeah it, it's it's exactly the same it's just a larger tank mm -hmm. uh, ordinarily for a lot of the the houses particularly those with generators that are being built you'd have these tanks that are being put underground now mm -hmm. uh, and they're connecting to everything that you would need for your domestic usage right how do you turn it off if it's underground uh, it's exactly exactly the same you'd have a uh, it's kind of a, a, a lid with mm -hmm. a, a manhole cover type thing. Ah, you'd prise okay. the lid open, you would reach down no yes. more than 20, 30 centimeters to, to be able to reach and you'd twist. So this bit stays above ground. It's so to within speak. reach. It's yeah. underground, but still within reach. Within reach. Okay, yeah. awesome. Very interesting. Well, all right, folks. Um, so hopefully that is a, a little bit of a reminder there. If you are a propane customer, um, home gas is all about safety first. And uh, they did that video early on in the hurricane season. They will be doing some other um, video tips throughout the remainder of the hurricane season just to remind all of us of the things that you need to do. Um, propane, you know, is, is safe, but you've got to make sure that you also likewise know what it is that you're doing. So, for example, um, quite interestingly enough, I never knew, and this was legit news to me, that you should never, ever take a propane tank inside like I actually thought that um, the little small one was okay to take inside. Like, I'm like, why not, you know, stick it inside in the utility room or whatever. And um, as Mr. Chris said there, never, ever take a propane tank inside. So Cayman National um, has just issued an alert, folks, a bulletin uh, here that said that due to unexpected weather from Tropical Storm Grace, they're closing the Cayman Brack customer service today at 12 o'clock. So this is a safety precaution. And don't forget that a lot of the companies, um, you know, they have employees of their own. I'm going to see if I can save this as um, JPEG. I don't know why they always send these things as, as, um, as PDFs. But um, folks, the bottom line is they have employees as well. And their employees would like to be able to um, get out there and obviously get a few things done. So please be reminded that uh, Tropical Storm Grace is upon us. This is nothing to joke about. Don't go out on the water. Um, Mr. John Tibbetts, the weather general, the director general of the National Cayman Islands National Weather Service has instructed us to stay away from the water. Folks, I think that is excellent advice. Um, take the storm seriously. Do not play around uh, with the situation. Uh, stay indoors until the all clear is given and we will keep you updated here as we get updates throughout the day. Please, uh, we get all of our information, especially when it comes to weather alert, alerts uh, from official sources. So, you know, GIS is sending them out, the National Weather Service is sending them out and um, we collate everything and we put it on our platforms. If there's anything major that's happening, we may do another live stream a bit later on in the afternoon, going into the evening hours. But with the projected path, um, if it doesn't change significantly, the storm will pretty much come extremely close to Grand Cayman and um, it's gonna happen into the early morning hours. So um, just stay calm, stay calm. Uh, you are now, thank you so much, says that we're saved by grace. God's grace has been rich uh, since January the 28th, 2020. And let's not think uh, that we're experts on any other bad grace. Um, yes, and God gives us common sense. He gives us the ability to follow instructions. 
and um, we need to rely on those things during times like this. All right, everyone, everybody good? Uh, I wish you guys a wonderful and super productive day today. Um, get your little tidbits done uh, that you need to get done before the pending storm. Any notifications like school closures or any of that sort of stuff, we will certainly put those up as and when uh, they become available. So we'll advise you guys of all of that. And until then, folks, um, please be safe. And, um, you know, we will definitely um, keep in touch throughout the day. All right. All right. Good, folks. We'll talk to you a bit later on. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 